0: What up though, what up though, what up though And welcome to the Retired Hood Rat Podcast It is your favorite retired hood rat in the building It's your girl, comedian T. Barb In the building I'm here, I'm here, I'm here Thank you, thank you Why, thank you Oh, the applause keep going Thank you, thank you And thank you Okay. Well, that was great. Um, We have an amazing show for you today. We are talking about mental health. You know why? Because mental health matters. It is oh so important to take care of your mental health. Uh, We have therapists to the stars, or at least to the stars to me, Um, good friend of the show, my homegirl, my business partner, Jackie Flew-Ellen's gonna pop in, give her a little applause like I just got, because that applause was just so, so lady. How can you not give it to another person? All right. So we have her in the building. We're going to talk about why your mental health is so important, why it matters. Uh, mental health transcends age, race, um, sexual orientation. It transcends all that because one thing about it, whether you have this or that or raised this way or that way, we all have a brain if we didn't have a brain, we probably wouldn't be functioning. So we all have a brain and our brain function is important. So we're going to talk about mental health. Let's get off into what's been going on with the country with respect to all of the shootings and all of the things that people have been going through. You got to think about it. We have Corona. We have just so many issues going on. So we're going to talk about that with Jackie Fluella, one more time, applause for her. I love that applause. Um, If this is your first time watching the show, don't forget we have a few segments. We always start our show with the word of the day, um, which is my chance to get my Ayan La Ghetto on and to inspire. We then go into the Hood rat prayer, and then we're going to go straight into talking with our special guest, mental health therapist, uh, Jackie Florida. I think she just tapped in, so let's say hi to Jackie. Hey, Jackie, and thank you for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Excuse me. I said you're welcome. Can you hear me? Okay, well, I hope you guys can hear her because, of oh, course, if you know how things go for me, it is a thing where I can't even hear. But Jackie, that's Jackie. We're gonna get to that in one second with her, and and we're gonna kick it and talk a little bit about mental health. Um, but. Of course, like I said, it's the word of the day. It's the Retired Hood Rap Podcast with your girl comedian T Barb. Make sure you in the building each and every Monday live on YouTube. And every Thursday, we drop on all platforms. Every Thursday, don't forget we drop on all platforms. So make sure you are here. Um, and of course, it's time for my word of the day. Um, And today, I just want... Last week, we had Ronnie Chanel, Melanie Hearn on. Make sure you go check out that episode. Uh, It dropped on Thursday on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Play, all that. Um, And we talked about putting yourself in a position to win. Well, this week, since we're going over mental health, I want to continue the position to win... um, talk by saying that sometimes you have to focus on yourself in order to be in a position to win and really just going into that because I'm starting to notice a trend of people being rude and really not showing the level of gratitude that we should. And sometimes we're so not used to receiving gratitude that we don't even know how to accept it that goes for a lot of people that don't know how to accept compliments. We get, oh, it's like you clamor up. It's like, it's almost painful to accept that compliment because you're so not used to it. And it's a lot of us that are used to just giving, giving, giving and allow others to take, take, take allowing others to talk to us any type of way, do different things. And then all of a sudden you just explode when you can't take it anymore. well, What we're here to talk about today is in order for you to be in a position to win, sometimes you have to address it. Sometimes you have to be willing to walk away from those situations, no matter what, and just choose you first. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the common mistakes that has been made in order for people to use you, and I think a lot of this goes back to slavery and even before slavery, because don't forget, even though we say slavery and, of course, the Pan-African slave trade was one of the worst, most cruel and vile slave trades that's ever been. People have been (laughs) being enslaved since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Egyptian culture, Roman culture, slavery has been one of the vile parts of human existence since the beginning of human existence. And a lot of it, It creates a mentality that continues with us for generations to come. And what I mean is that people will browbeat you, guilt trip you, gaslight you in so many different ways in order to get you to assimilate to what they want for their own selfish needs Mm -hmm. and then make you feel bad for thinking of yourself first. When the whole reason they don't want you to think of yourself first is so you can think of them first for their own selfish intentions. The same intentions that they'll try to convince you are so ill and vile is really what they're looking to do the whole time. So these are things that we have to start picking up on and understanding. It is okay to think of yourself first. It is okay to say, hey, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, because when it's everybody else's time, you think they got two thoughts about the fact that them telling you no, how it's going to affect you, or is it okay to say no? You have to do the same thing, and not in a cruel way. I'm not saying that the, the last thing I want to do is be cruel, that that's not even who I am as a person. What I'm talking about is making sure that my needs are met first whether that's telling you no maybe also and not allowing people to take what they want and push it off on me I will give you an example when you start to change your life and and change different things and do things in in a better way for you because mm-hmm. always remember better for me might not be better for them so we have to stop putting each other in this in this big group lump and thinking that we all think the same when we don't. Okay. So better for me is not saying that I don't want better for you, but better for me may look a different way. Just like success may look a different way. And that's what I mean by putting yourself first, because you'll get caught up in somebody else's idea of success. You know why? Because it's self-serving for that person. It's self-serving for them. So now you don't understand why you're not happy. Mm-hmm. You run around. Why I'm not happy. Why I'm not happy. Well, you're not happy because you have become ingrained in someone else's selfishness and put your own thing to the side. So what I want to champion you to do, put yourself in a position to win this position to win. Uh, I guess series two. Now nah, I feel like a pastor for real. Nah. Now I'm on a whole position to win series. Um, right now. Um, but if that's what you want to call it, it's our position to win series here on the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Remember, there's nothing wrong with making sure that your needs are taken care of. There is nothing wrong with understanding that you are just as important as what somebody else wants you to do. At that job, Your mental health is just as important as the mental health that they want you to protect and serve. So put yourself in a position to win um, by acknowledging you first and remembering you can't pour from an empty cup. Okay. And there are some things that you just not going to be able to let go. You can't worry about the next person's feelings because was they worried about your feelings when they did certain things. Don't get me wrong. Some things are not worth talking about because drama. You don't want all that in your life. But there are some things you're going to have to address. Because the truth of the matter is, if you don't address it, then it's going to continue to happen. And it's going to cause an even further problem. So put yourself in a position to win thinking yourself first. Don't forget this the Retired Hood Rap Podcast with your girl, Comedian T. Barb in the building. We are here live at... Detroit is different, so make sure you tune in. And we have our guest, the one, the only, Jacqueline <laughs> Fluellen. I say Jacqueline. Some people say Jacqueline. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go, Jacqueline. Let me... Um, oh, I forgot. That thing don't stop on its own. Let me see. Okay, so with something going on? Let me try and get these technical... It's always something up in here. Give me two seconds. Cause I can't hear you with the audience. Okay, maybe tell can, me, hear can you, you, so, can you um, hear me? So, go please? ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll have somebody drop it in the comments if you can okay. hear Jackie. Jackie, okay. go ahead introduce yourself. Who you are? Keep talking. They'll let me know in the comments if
1: they can hear you. Here. Okay, my name is Jacqueline Flu Ellen, and I am a mental health therapist. Um, I've been a mental health therapist since 2009, and I'm currently um, contracted with Angel Counseling in Redford, Michigan. Um, Jackie, so uh, how long have you been a mental health therapist? Since uh, 2009. Um, I've been a therapist. Um, I think it was around September.
0: Hold on. Give me uh-huh. one second. I'm having some. Can you can you hear me? Or am i my so not You about? know, this is a black show. So, okay. uh... No, I just got made. I was <laughs> anyway, it's, all, it's just, oh, my God. I am like, I cannot hear. And this is not my first time with the StreamYard difficulty
1: can okay, let me make sure my mic is on.
0: Hold, on hold on hold on we gonna look at jackie let me call in my yep. uh
1: it is on
0: my hold on say something one more time
1: okay yeah i was just checking to make oh sure my mic i got is it on. okay you i got it, it. jesus okay. i was dying okay we're very back good. very good
0: Okay, so tell me what I missed. I'm sorry, Jackie. What did, no, what did I miss? No, you were asking
1: me how long I've been a mental health therapist, and um, I indicated since uh, 2009, 2009, oh. that I've been a therapist with, um, contracted with Angel Counseling in Redford, Michigan. Okay,
0: okay. So what made you uh, what made you want to get into therapy? Was this like a lifelong aspiration or something you kind of fell into?
1: Um, I can say as a young person, I either wanted to go into accounting or psychiatry. Um, However, um, in 2003, um, I became a foster care specialist with the state of Michigan. And what I realized at that time is, you know, we did these treatment plans. You were with the state as well. We did these treatment plans for the parents to get their kids back. And what I realized is that the treatment plans were all kind of geared towards the same parent, not the parent that had mental health issues. Um, those that had mental health issues, of course, if it was severe, they were removing the children. But it may be a parent that just has some cognitive um delayment. And they were not able to follow the uh, parenting plan. But because I was not an expert or knowledgeable in the mental health field, it was kind of hard for me to advocate for the person. So I decided at that time to go back to school and get my master's in mental health, um, not knowing that I would be here as a therapist. It was basically to help those that were not being properly represented.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. So that is amazing. So Being in the social work world and actually, and and to be honest, those are some of our most vulnerable people in the community, period, are our foster children and our abused uh, youth. Was it that you just felt that this was just, how important was it for them to have that mental health component and peace?
1: It was very important because they wanted their children. All kids that are in foster care or kids that have been put up for adoption doesn't necessarily mean that their parents were terrible. It could mean that the resources were not available for their parent to um, provide the proper parenting that the child needed according to the state. Because what is proper parenting? If you're not abusing your kids, beating your kids, and you're doing the best for them, but it may not meet the standard of the person who made the policies, Um, Does that mean that that parent doesn't deserve to have the resources to get their children back? So it just was real important that those with mental health issues, I mean, some of us have mental health issues, but we have our children. Um, so th- this is, this is very um, true.
0: And just, and just rolling into that, uh, it's Mental Health Matters on the Hood Rap podcast. We're talking with mental health therapist, Jackie Flewellen. Um So you said a lot of us have mental health. Mm-hmm. How often do you think that you encounter people with mental health issues that are on, undiagnosed just on a regular basis, walking around?
1: every day, mm. Mm. especially especially in our school system where we're fast to um, diagnose our, especially our little boys with ADHD, um, as opposed to in some of the other um, cultures or schools, they actually set up a plan to make sure that those kids get the proper care. But unfortunately, our kids are labeled as bad, encourageable, ADHD. Not focused, and some of these kids are actually geniuses, and they're just bored with the school system not properly teaching them um, the caliber of education that they need. How often do you
0: think that happens with the misdiagnosis happens. of ADHD?
1: I think that probably happens about I'm gonna I'm gonna say over fifty percent, but because I don't have the data to show and i I don't work in the school system, so um don't beat me up on those numbers um all of the social no no i what school I'm school
0: school. talking about, excuse me not because what I'm talking about is not the numbers I'm talking about in real life because one thing that we know when it comes to um crime rates, mental health rates, there are gonna be a lot of numbers skewed and a lot of people in denial that's mm-hmm. just like I was um listening to. It was something, I don't know, maybe it was even you was talking about a um, IEP, which if you're not, that's the individual education plan for those kids with cognitive impairment. And talking about how, I think it was you, how the young lady was diagnosed as special needs when the only problem was she wasn't tested in the correct area. So that's what I mean. How often are these things misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed? you know, neglected or, you know, because we know a lot of Black kids are placed, I mean, are labeled with mental health when that may not be the case.
1: Mm-hmm. I, think, I think often, I think that's often, I think that um, the kids actually aren't diagnosed with mental health. They're actually um, referred to as being bad or incorrigible if they would actually give them a proper diagnosis, then maybe that would help them um, if they do have some mental health issues. And um, I don't think that happens um, in a lot of the school systems. Mm.
0: I mean, well, it is- let me
1: say in the inner city In the inner city. I mean,
0: so cause I'll to me, if you ask me a lot of times, I think that it's not just even inner city that has that problem. Because I feel like a lot of suburban schools, especially with Black kids, overdiagnose. Yeah, yeah. I'm and sorry. You're, you're and they right. don't get
1: the same benefit. Yeah, you're right. Let me say our, our Black kids um, um, that are in, uh, because the young lady that I spoke to, I don't want to say the city that she lived in, but it was not Detroit. Mm. And um, however, you can't make a parent do something that, they may not be in agreement with. Um, but you knowing that it is that school system that is diagnosing our children because of hidden agendas and hidden racism. And that's a whole different show. So That's a whole different show. Shout out to uh, the one true love who said amen to
0: earlier. That's real sis. Talk about it. And then we have DM Big Mac who says, what percentage of our youth take Not sure exactly DM, Big Mac, come. Oh, what percentage of our youth, uh, of our young people take psychotropic
1: medications? That's a good question. Yeah, probably not enough. And the reason why I say not enough is because they're not diagnosed properly um, unless they are institutionalized and then they're over medicated or they all are taking the same medication uh, when they're not being properly diagnosed. So it just depends on the setting. And, you know, as I said, um, in institutions or, or juvenile or AFC home, of course, you know, the the more, uh, let's see, the, the mental diagnosis and uh, those kind of issues are what keep them institutionalized. So, of course, they're going to be diagnosed for funding reasons. But mm. our everyday children... Um, I don't think that they are getting um, psychotropic medication because they're not diagnosed or the parents are afraid to take them in. Or um, unfortunately, you know, parents and children, they want to see therapists that look like you and I and therapists that really genuinely care. Mm. And it takes time and patience.
0: No, absolutely. Um, as a mental health therapist, do you have a specialty that you work with? Or um so so I asked this matter of fact, let me just get into the question. There's a lot of people who are who want mental health services but are not familiar with the services, not familiar how to obtain those services. Um, it's a multi-part question. One, how can people obtain mental health services? And is it important? for a person to pick a specialized service, meaning that if I'm already diagnosed with something, should I get this therapist versus that therapist? What if I want to talk and I don't want medication? What are those differences? Because a lot of people don't really understand that part.
1: And let me answer your first question. One of the ways to get mental health services is actually to contact your insurance company. um, And sometimes they'll send you a list of different therapists that are up under their network. Um, Another way is by referrals. A lot of my clients come by way of referrals. Uh, Also, what's important is that a lot of times we are working in these industries and these companies, and because we have excellent health insurance, we think that it's the same for our mental health when um, that's not necessarily true. So for all these unionized um, workers, make sure that your union is making sure that you get the proper mental health services. And when I say not mental health services, but mental health coverage, because mm. there's a certain amount that mental health specialists charge per hour. And if your insurance or your who's ever representing your company for benefits um, are not really caring about the mental health aspect of the insurance, then they may only pay $40 an hour or $50 an hour. And of course that, agency cannot make the client pay the difference because it's just part of the policy. It's part of the services you can. So what happens is you'll find uh, different agencies refusing that health coverage, that, that insurance mm-hmm. company. And you're like, why won't they take our insurance? We have good insurance. You may have good health insurance, but pay attention to when, when they're advocating for mental health that you have the proper mental health coverage. So that was the answer to that. The other one was about specialization. Should a person um, go to someone that specializes in certain mental health um, issues? Well, it all depends on what the mental health diagnosis is. Because as you know, a person can come in with just depression. And as that therapist begins to um, form a relationship with that, that client or that patient, they start to realize that um, it's more than depression. This person might be bipolar or this person may have some other mental health issues that haven't been diagnosed, but this person is so comfortable with you, they don't want to leave. So that therapist should be able to form a treatment plan um, geared towards whatever the diagnosis is. Now, if the person is on psychotropic medications or needs psychotropic medication, then of course you're going to refer them to a psychiatrist. It's always good to get um, an evaluation, no matter what the diagnosis is for the client, Because psychiatrists, that's what they specialize in, whether or not the behaviors of the client, um, whether or not they need medication or not. And so hopefully I answered that question. But you do have people that specialize in family, family counseling, um, couples counseling. And that's what they geared and that's all they want to see. However, I'll see whoever comes in, walks through the door. And I haven't had any issues or any complaints or any lawsuits. <laughs> praise
0: them. <laughs> you gotta you gotta <laughs> praise them for no lawsuits. Now I now I do have a um a question because I think when it comes to mental health, a lot of people don't understand that you can have a therapist or a psychiatrist, which is a person who administers medication, correct, Jackie? That is correct. Or you can have just a psychiatrist or just a therapist what is the difference between having a therapist and having a psychiatrist just for those people who may not know because we hear a lot of times when it's time to go find mental health especially in the black community it's they're trying to put you on some medicine or they're trying to mess with you so please explain the difference between a therapist and a psychiatrist
1: Well, a psychiatrist is is a doctor, so um, let's make that clear. And uh, some of your therapists may have PhDs, but your psychiatrist is not in May. They do have um, their doctor's degree. And also, as we said before, they're able to write prescriptions for psychotropic drugs, as well as your psychiatrist is only going to see you maybe once a quarter, unless extremely necessary. And that meeting is probably for 20 or 30 minutes. And because they're there to diagnose you, and once you're diagnosed, you're actually coming back just to get your prescription refilled. A therapist is someone that provides counseling weekly or biweekly. They're there for hours, so they're there to listen. So the therapist actually provides therapy where the psychiatrist um, is giving you a diagnosis, and the therapist does as well. Uh, But the psychiatrist is administrating medication. They're going to only see you for maybe 20 or 30 minutes. I hear people say that all the time. You know, my clients, they only saw me for 20 minutes. Well, that's all they're required to see you, 20, 30, unless the conversation continues. But every psychiatrist will refer you to a therapist for for therapy, for weekly or biweekly therapy. So question, just because I never knew
0: this part. So a psychiatrist Diagnoses you to give you medication only having seen you for 20 minutes every three months, or is it that that initial is more? Give me something mm-hmm. because I do find that odd. Um, that a person diagnoses you and only mm-hmm. sees you for a short period of time. <laughs> I know you're a therapist and not a psychiatrist, so I'm not asking exactly. You, so I that want to make I want to
1: put that disclaimer out there. I'm not a psychiatrist, so okay. you would have to talk to a psychiatrist, but from my understanding with the clients that um, I referred to for psychiatric um, for a psychiatrist, for medication, they normally say that they only see them for 30 minutes. I mean, they're trained mm. they're, they're trained. The psychiatrist is trained. So they can ask you a few questions, give you uh, the different um, psychiatric testing uh, to see where you're at. And they're basing it on that. And so, and not saying that the initial visit they're going to, write your script so okay. it may be once a month it may be um every quarter or if they do give you a prescription for medication uh for the first time i'm sure they want to see you um in 30 days to see how the medication is working because usually they give you 30 days to see how the medication is working Okay. Okay. Well, I was just curious about that um, because right
0: now we are on the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Don't forget to go subscribe to the YouTube Comedian T-B-A-R-B. That's if you want to see us live. Don't forget every Thursday, a new episode dropping on uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. So go to Spotify, click in Retirehood Rap Podcast and follow us. You can definitely do that. And that way you can hear all of the new episodes coming out. And today is Mental Health Matters. We have therapist, the beautiful, the lovely Jackie Fuella. Oh, oh, Tiffany. You hear that? I'm a good engineer. <laughs> And of course, I'm your host, comedian T Barb. That's T B A R B. You can follow me on the gram or follow the show first, retired hood rat mornings, or you can follow me personally. I am T Barb. That's T B A R B. T Barb. You can follow me, T Barb comedian, T Barb on TikTok. Um, if you like to laugh, um, come kick it with us. Um, so we're talking mental health. How can, I know that you said, look on the back of your health card. Um, we discussed that the mental health insurance is separate from health insurance, correct? Yes. Okay, different plans. Um, if a person wants to get a therapist, how do they go about that? Whether that's if they have insurance
1: or if they're paying out of pocket? Usually just referrals or just Googling um, therapists in their area so you oh. know by any means necessary but most come through referrals or the insurance companies and those are like two of the ways i mean there's so many other ways advertisement you have therapists that advertise um psychology today they keep a list of different therapists and psychiatrists um in their magazine. so pick up um one of those magazines psychology today uh even your newspaper um, whatever whatever means are necessary, usually there's information on, on therapists. And but I think the fastest way is your insurance um, and Googling a therapist in your area. What is,
0: can you give us a few signs that a person may need a therapist or may need to? And also, before we get on there, give it up for Robert Yarbrough, that's also known as My Bobby, who says therapists do work. So Bobby says therapists do work. Don't forget to make sure you're commenting as you're looking on YouTube. Share the link with your friends, your family, because everybody needs to know about mental health. Um, Jackie,
1: what is a sign that you may need a therapist? I think one of the, the signs that we overlook the most is uh, depression. Mm. Uh, people fall into uh, mood changes and you know they don't feel like getting up or out the bed or talking on the phone. And so people have a tendency to to label those people as being moody, don't want to be around, don't want to talk to people when when actually you know they may be falling into a depression where everything looks bleak, it looks black or they feel hopeless um, and they just can't find any joy like any joy in doing anything that they used to do. And, you know, because they don't know what this feeling is that they have and they don't seek treatment because a lot of the reasons, especially, you know, among us, we don't go to therapists because one of the things that, you know, we've been taught, you know, pray or you can do You can. What can they tell you that you don't already know? Um, They don't even know you. So how are they going to help you? So all of those, you know, myths that people, the perception that they have of therapists keep them from getting the proper help because I've had plenty of clients come in looking at me like, well, what are you going to do? And uh, if it wasn't for confidentiality, you can call each and every one of them. And they love me and I love them as well. So we as therapists in the community and outside the community, we have to Make sure that we have patience with our clients when they come in and, you know, with an attitude or, or have that perception of, you know, what, what are you going to do for me? You know, you have to have patience and you really have to have a love for this um, to understand people. But I think depression is one of the biggest undiagnosed. Um, uh, uh, one of the things that are most undiagnosed is depression and anxiety and so when you're grieving even in the loss of when you're grieving someone you know grieving a death and it goes longer than 30 days because grief is grief and no one can can I don't believe that they can really help you the the main issue with therapy when someone is grieving is to help them from not falling into a deep depression where they can't come out of it so if the grief is longer than I'm not gonna say the grief, if the depression lasts longer than 30 days, then I would advise them to to seek help just to talk to mm-hmm. someone.
0: So when you say uh because remember we were asking about different levels and I know that um I was introduced to therapy um and it was a different experience for me. So when I got out of college I went to um I went to community school for community counseling. University of Detroit Mercy had a community counseling program. I did a semester there because I ended up um you know I ended up uh going for for my MBA after that. But I just remember that being my first counseling experience. And not necessarily liking it. Of course, they just make you do it for class. But then once I went into therapy again, I really enjoyed it and it was a different experience. Um, you know, you visit your friends, but actually participating, that's when I realized, whoa, this is something that's gonna help somebody. This is something that people really need and understanding that there was a difference. And at the time I ended up going through a grief situation and we know that people, some people specialize in grief counseling exclusively. And then there are some people that handle it all. Do you think that a person can come and have one session and be fine or is therapy an ongoing thing?
1: Well, that's up to the, you know, the person, um, they may come that one time and feel that there's no need to come back. And so, um, what I usually do is maybe offer or suggest that they come back once a month if, if needed, but if a person is saying, I I don't need this. And so I've come in here, I've talked and you've made me feel better. I don't think I need this anymore. I respect that because that person knows. That maybe it's just something they just need to get off their chest or they just needed someone to listen and they didn't necessarily need to come to therapy every week or every other week or once a month. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, oftentimes a person know what their needs are. And so it's, it's not fair to say, oh, no, you need to come back once a week or no, you need therapy. No, they know what they need. Oh, okay. I mean, so, and the reason
0: I only say that is because I think that some people don't know, and then there's some right. people,
1: um, do know.
0: Um, well, if so, they come yeah. in
1: there. Not to cut you off, if they come in there and they're not openly discussing the things that may be bothering them. See, one one of the things that sometimes people say, oh, that's not a good therapist, um, because she didn't address this. But it would be just like if you went to see your primary care doctor and your leg is killing you, it's swollen, and your arm is also swollen and your arm hurts a lot. And you only tell the doctor about the leg and not the arm. How do you expect him to know that your arm is swollen and in pain if you don't say anything? It's the same way with therapy. You come in with ther- to see a therapist and you're only giving them so much information, then you go back and say, this this, therapy, this therapist didn't help me. They were not good because you were not open and honest. You have to be open and honest with your therapist and you have to tell them everything in due time once you're comfortable with that therapist. And you have to remember the confidentiality that I don't care if your therapist is your husband's uh, best friend. That therapist cannot reveal anything that was discussed in that session. So the person has to you know, be open. So if you come in and for one thing, and that's all you talk about, and you seem like you're fine, then no, I don't think the therapy should push you. But if you come in for one thing and you start talking about some childhood trauma, um, I, I believe a therapist would say, I would suggest that you come back like every week because we touched on some other uh, um, serious issues that you, know, you didn't openly talk about, but I think it's, a, it's some concern as it relates to your mental health. Mm. The, I
0: think that's that's a that's a good uh pointer. We have a Jackie Fluellen on uh mental health therapist. We also had another comment for DM Big Mac. You can also access referrals through employee assistance programs. Uh, mm-hmm. thank you for that tidbit. That's very true. Uh yeah. most employers do, do have a um a EAP as they like to call them. And don't forget, even if you have Medicaid, um, which is state insurance and, and, and Jackie, you better tell them what you have always been telling me. Medicaid is some of the top notch best mental health insurance. Well,
1: well, I, not not so much as top notch, but it pays more than some of the other insurances. <laughs> so okay, okay. Look, I'm Tennessee. going. I'll be an extra a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, right? Ain't nobody right. say top notch, but you know, I have to be a little extra. Why it does pay um, more than some of our larger companies? I, I'm not going to say which companies, but um, they do they do pay, and they do pay. That's the thing that um, they do pay. So don't. Think that your insurance doesn't cover mental health. You you do have to make sure that your copays and deductibles um have been met. So if not, if you go see a therapist and you know you have a deductible and you know you have copays, uh, it is also your responsibility to make sure you pay those fees.
0: Hmm.
1: Pay those copays.
0: Yeah, and mental health is um very important. Um. So there has been a lot of news uh, going on with a lot of mass shootings. We know about Evaldi. Um, There has been one in Philly where four people were shot. It just seems like it's been a continuation of mass shootings. You hear about them every other day now. Um, as a therapist, when you see these things, what does it trigger
1: in you? Trauma. mm. Trauma, lots of trauma. Um, lots of trauma to the kids that survived, the adults that survived, the parents that lost their children, the parents that survived. Um, just being outside hearing gunshots, that is a lot of trauma. Yeah. I,
0: would you say that? Because I think that a lot of people don't even understand that they have PTSD just from everyday life. If you live in any urban city, I know they like to say, well, Detroit or Atlanta or LA, but let me tell you something. If you ask me, if you stay in any city, I'm not, you know, any major city, metropolitan area, you will hear noise, whether it's gunshots or dogs barking or train or the bus. So I believe everybody suffers from PTSD. How do you feel about that as a therapist? Um, our just our everyday environment, how does that affect us?
1: I agree with you. Um, one of the things about trauma or PTSD, people, it's always been um those coming from the military or police officers. And it's actually, as you said, that we all to some extent suffer from PTSD because of the, Not just the gunfire, just the um, seeing things that you wouldn't normally see. And within the household, we don't realize that we sometimes introduce our children to trauma, um, being in domestic violence relationships. Yeah.
0: Yeah. okay. It could because the things that we see are so important. And that's why I tell people, even if you don't feel that you need mental health because of depression or bipolar, even though I believe there are a lot of people who are bipolar, who just are not diagnosed, who we write off these days as having an attitude problem or we write off like you said earlier as um, it was a wording that you used just for, you know, we are saying, well, that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. Um, not understanding that they're probably battling some issues inside of their mind that can't mm-hmm. be communicated or either that they're too embarrassed to communicate to get some help with. Mm-hmm. So I do think that, especially bipolar, I know, and I know because I'm a comedian, but I'm serious. I know several, but a plethora of people who I feel like they definitely bipolar and they're just not diagnosed Mm -hmm. Um, that need help, you know, in those, in those arenas Mm -hmm. with mental health and just even the PTSD stress. So even in just having someone to talk to outside of the diagnosis, what are the benefits
1: of having that therapy? You saying could you could you repeat that again, Tiffany? you saying outside of I mean not outside of
0: out so let's say you don't feel that you had a mental health diagnosis mm-hmm. you don't feel like you have depression or you're bipolar because some people think that that's the only reason to go to a therapist right what are the benefits for everyday life and shout out to Yolanda Johnson who says life's trauma mm-hmm. Amy. I'm just saying, for for an everyday person who's like, "Yo, well, I don't even have any mental health
1: issues or anything like that. Why should I go see a therapist?" Sometimes it's just good to talk. You might just want to talk about anything. You know, some of my my clients will come and we just talk about their kids, the graduation, um, uh, being overwhelmed. Um, it's not every time you walk through the door you don't going to see your therapist that it has to be an experience. Well where everything is negative. It could just be, you just want someone to talk to. Um, It can get very lonely when you don't have anyone to talk to about nothing. You know, just, you just want to talk because where you and I may have uh, lots of friends and people to talk to, there are individuals that are out there who don't have anyone to talk to. doesn't mean that they have mental health issues. They just you know see their therapist i I believe that some of my clients just see me as their friend and i know there's ethical guidelines um that are in place however um i do believe that they see me as their friend and that they just want to shoot the breeze with me sometimes and it's okay Mm. Mm. i mean because we I all need a friend. Question.
0: I don't know if I answered your question or not. Oh, no, you did. You did. You did. Uh, so DM Big Mac says, can you speak on signs of depression?
1: Um, some of the signs of depression is feeling hopeless, um, feeling overwhelmed, not able to do uh, or don't have the energy to do some of the things that you used to do and some of the activities that you once enjoyed doing not being able to, to get out the bed, not be, just losing all your energy and strength, it, in, if it's not something that is medically wrong with you. If you've cleared and you've had your physical and nothing's wrong with you, but you've, you're feeling hopeless, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're you're crying all the time, you don't wanna talk to people, you don't wanna go outside, you don't wanna let your blinds up, um, you just start to isolate yourself is, is one of the signs of depression. And you can always Google depression where it just has a list of the criteria that you might meet if you're feeling depressed or you don't know, but you're feeling some kind of way. You can always Google it now. Like I feel I'm hearing voices and I'm seeing things every day and every night. You can Google that and um, it'll come up for you. Not saying how um, accurate it is, but thank God that we have um, the technology that we have now to assist people um, before seeking um, help. But um, I would just always advise that if you're not feeling yourself and you've had uh, your primary care, you've had a physical and nothing's wrong with you, uh, just nothing's wrong with seeing a therapist. It doesn't mean you, you know, some of the worry that you need to say crazy and all that other stuff, it doesn't mean you're any of that. It just means that maybe you've experienced something in life that you just need to talk. Mm. And and this is this is very
0: true. The need to talk. A, a great thing about having a therapist is you don't have to worry about anybody going out telling your business. Everything is confidential. Um, and sometimes you don't even want to listen because you could be talking to somebody in your family, and maybe you don't want any feedback that day. Maybe you're just there to talk. And as a because I know I'm guilty of that. You know, people are calling me to vent. And maybe I want to help them find a solution. And they weren't calling me for a solution. They were calling me this day just to vet, just to say how they felt. So those are things just to be conscious of. And as a, just as a friend, it is important sometimes if you see your other friends struggling or you feel that they are, because they may not be to check on your friends as well. Because a lot of times. Like Jackie was saying, you may feel this person is being standoffish. That's what you were saying. Being standoffish or rude or ignoring you. And they may be struggling mentally with something, Mm -hmm. you know, suicidal ideations and all that. So definitely, um, I know we have listeners all across the country. You're listening to the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Don't forget, if you want to advertise with us, hit me up, T-Barb Entertainment. T-B-A-R-B Entertainment at gmail.com or you can go to DetroitIsDifferent.com let them know that you want to advertise and reach our platforms don't forget each and every Monday we're on YouTube so go over to YouTube click Comedian T barb t-b-a-r-b subscribe to my channel please 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 trying to get to 500 i'm at 480 so subscribe to my channel um and you can see us live and don't forget every thursday we're on all platforms uh so i wanted to give some mental health resources for the metro detroit area so we have the detroit Wayne integrated health network okay the phone number is a 24-hour helpline so if you're in the metro detroit area and you need help the number is 1-800-241-4949. one 241 4949 Even if you're in another part of Michigan, you can always call them and ask where you should call. And wherever you are, remember that your state, too, um, has mental health resources suicide hotlines all of those things if you know somebody or you feel that one somebody you know is getting ready to harm themselves or harm others please 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 speak up um jackie let's talk a little bit about mental health i mean uh social media
1: and its effect on mental health okay can i just go back just a minute um Mm -hmm. on something you just said um Um, If we can all just really pay attention to our loved ones. And if we see someone that we know, a friend, a loved one, that is usually very active and um, very talkative, and all of a sudden they disappear, they're not answering their phone, or if they're answering, um, they're very short with you, check up on them. You know, check up on them, because everyone that is going through something doesn't always talk about it so if you i I always say that we're all therapists we are all therapists so pay attention to your loved ones pay attention um to their behaviors and uh as you gave out the the numbers for the um, mental health if you find yourself in a crisis and you feel yourself and you feel that you're suicidal and that you have a plan and you want to kill yourself and um you're really reaching out for help and you can't find any help. Go to your nearest crisis um, hospital. Your Detroit receiving is a crisis um, has a crisis, crisis unit, Saint John, um, St. John, Providence, Beaumont. So make sure you go to one of the crisis centers for, for help uh, if you can't find any resources or you don't want to talk on the phone. And so it is very important to know where your crisis centers are.
0: Mm, mm, thank you for that. Um, because I think that there are a lot of people, uh, who are in crisis who don't understand that there are resources. There are also, um, Thomas Parker, MD, also provides free consultation to mental health two four eight five five two zero zero four four. Just as another um, resource, and don't forget there are online resources where you can also, um, speak with therapists and things like that they call it telehealth now so you can do that as well
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so jackie can you speak a little bit about the uh effects of social
1: media on mental health i think social media plays a huge part in in mental health uh, because what you see on social media facebook instagram tiktok is Everything great besides if someone's posting something, if someone's fighting or something that you don't want to see, which is still not good. Because if you suffer from a little depression or a little sadness or if you're lonely, you just had a breakup, you just had a divorce and you go on social media and you see some things that actually pushes you 50 steps backwards. You may see that boyfriend or girlfriend that you were dating. Now they're dating someone else. Now you're falling into a depression you are lonely and then you see friends just having a ball downtown, you're getting depressed. I think social media plays a huge part uh, on in some of, on. I think it plays a huge part with depression and anxiety because it's not always real. One of the things that I tell my clients, and I do this myself as well, remove yourself from social media, give yourself a break a month, two months, um, a week, Give yourself a break to see how you feel, because everything I say is not gold. So what I give my clients options. So look and see what it does for you. See if you can. Uh, I notice that you're that you're talking a lot about how you feel when you go on Facebook, and then when you get off, you feel depressed, you feel sad. So then I'll make the suggestion: is why don't you stay off of it for two weeks and tell me how you feel, so that I'm not imposing anything personal on them. But it's just a known fact. I said this years ago, and now I do hear them saying that on the news, that social media adds to the level of depression um, in some people. And and I've been saying that for years. And so a lot of things that I say I'm very transparent is because some of those things I experienced myself. Mm.
0: And I think that that sometimes. Being able to relate uh, helps you to be a better therapist. And you are an excellent therapist, by the way, Jackie. Thank you, too.
1: um,
0: Before we get out of here, I want to talk about what is the importance? um, And especially we can touch on police officers, firefighters, those who work in the service industry. What is the importance of knowing when to take a break um, and and focus on your mental health? and, And really, especially for those people working in those Um, high-stress industries. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it's very important because uh, as we talk about trauma and you talk about the police officers, the firemen, and even the therapists, the things that we hear can be very traumatizing. Even though we've chose this position, I love this position, I love this career. Um, However, we have personal lives as well. And so you have to know when you need a break. And so if it's just a week and, and so you prepare your clients that, okay, I'm going to be off next week. And it's okay to say that I just need a break Um, as you know, and, and this is not to um, this is just to be very transparent. I lost my mom in November. um, I lost my guy brother in May and I lost my nephew, May 14th. It was just too much for me. And so I've decided to take a break from therapy until I feel that I can give them 100% and I'm okay with that. And it was kind of hard because you feel like you're their savior and they need to talk to you, which of course I have told some of my clients, if you just need to talk off the record, you can call me if you're experiencing something. Of course, I also refer them to other therapists as well as to the crisis center. But I had to be honest with myself and say this, It is too much for me. Mm -hmm. And so as of right now, I've kind of removed myself from therapy just for a little while. I may go back in July or August until that I feel that I'm mentally strong enough to give my clients 100%. So I think it's very important that what you practice telling your clients, hey, you need to take off work. I think it's too much for you. I think your job is overwhelming. It's going to make you have Whatever the case may be. We have to have that same self-care for ourselves. So it's important. Ab- absolutely.
0: Yolanda Johnson says, it's recommended. Um, and a shout out to Yolanda because she's also uh, one of our frontline workers and a social worker as well, helping uh, vulnerable adults over in APS, Adult Protective Services. So it it is. I think that. Um,
1: and they don't that get enough some- recognition. They, they don't, don't get, get a rec- recognition. Adult Protective Services, CPS, foster care. They don't get a, get enough recognition and, and therapy that they even need. Listen, I, that's why I feel like even making those positions
0: work five days a week is a lot because they really need three days to recharge after what they've seen. So shout out to all my children's protective service workers, my adult protective service workers. Y'all know I'm one of y'all, uh, foster care workers, uh, my social workers in the hospitals, my social workers in the schools who are dealing with kids. And because remember, these are people that are not only dealing with their problems, and we know how our problems are. They are dealing with everybody else's problems as well. Um, so And shout out to Robert Harvey. I had to do the same with my ministry, step back. So uh, we have some people who understand that sometimes in Yolanda Heartface, uh, like uh, Robert said, my Bobby, um, sometimes you just have to step back and, uh, and recognize. It's like what I said in the beginning, if you caught the hood rat word of the day, it was you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, and I think that some of those officers, once again, I'm not excusing any murder. I'm Let me make that disclaimer now. Um, but I do believe that police officers, especially if they aren't so stressed out, can make better decisions when handling people. Don't get me wrong. Racism is racism, but we know that that's a very stressful job. Then think about, I would love for somebody to record a police officer, social worker from their first case to their last case of the day. Because you can't tell me from the first time when I wake up, leave my house, kiss my wife, kiss my husband, make breakfast and get into work that I have the same attitude as after I've just been shot at, ran, chased this person you know what I mean? Went with this mental health person because police officers are not just only dealing with crime. A lot of times we're trying to make them the social worker too and the therapist. So just a disclaimer, um, you know, whoever's listening, if you make these decisions, these people getting these guns, these these police officers, anybody wielding a gun professionally should have ongoing regular mental health services as a requirement. I agree. I agree. But we have, oh my God, the time goes by so fast. I want to give a special thank you to you, Jackie. Um, Once again, if people want to access services, we know that you're taking a break right now. Uh, But do you have any tips for people who need to access services or any final word for our listeners today? Um, Just
1: um, actually, you know, Google... therapist you can always google it and find it i can always call your insurance company and even if you're not sure whether or not you need mental health services or you just need someone to talk to let's just say someone to talk to because when you say mental health people believe in these stereotypes that oh i'm not crazy if you just feel you need someone to talk to um, call your insurance company to find out uh, if they have any referrals a reference book for you google it Uh, and you'll be surprised people are very open now when talking about seeing a therapist. And so if you want t- to see the same person that maybe a friend of yours is seeing, just ask for the information. And also final, final question, final question. I know that I said,
0: don't you hate when you say final and I keep going, that's black. We do it all the black yeah. All the time. What are some everyday activities that people can do to improve their mental health? Um, I mean, like as far as around, yeah. the, just, yeah, no just, therapy, I'll, nothing. Make you feel
1: better therapeutically. What can they do? Just exercise, walking. Um, I love to sit by the water. Uh, even especially if I'm feeling a little down, I literally will throw myself out the bed and down the stairs or in my car. And I'll go sit by the water. It's very therapeutic for me. Um, planting flowers are very therapeutic because you're digging in the earth. And so that's very therapeutic. So there, it's the small things. And as I said, just taking a walk, um, exercising. If you like to sing, if you like to play music, um, as I said, sit by the water. And you don't always have to have someone with you to do those things. Uh, getting a massage. Oh, excellent! A facial. Just do things for yourself that makes you feel good. Thank Maybe you. Thank answer. you. We definitely wanted to point on
0: that. And thank you so much, Jackie, for being on the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Don't forget, keep those comments coming. Maybe she'll come in and answer some of your comments. One more time for Jackie, friend of the show, mental health care. Thank you and my you. sister. Love you, girl. Before we go, Yolanda love- says, Thank love you, me, sister. Jackie and Tiffany for the exposure, great information. Thank you, Yolanda, one of our Thank front you, line We are so thankful for your service. And listen, she gonna be mad at me. She was tap dancing last night, y'all. She Yolanda, was and she killed it, did she? She would do yes. this to the. Oh my god, you were showing out. Oh, oh yes. my god, my friend was showing out. Um, but yes. mental health matters. I just want yeah. everybody to know mental health matters. It doesn't matter um what background you come from is necessary, and even if you Go see a therapist if you feel any inkling you need a person to talk to. Keep them on standby. Use those benefits, those health benefits. You paying for that stuff anyway. So even if that's just your excuse to use it, you don't have to tell everybody that this is what you're doing. You don't have to make an announcement that you're going to see a therapist. You don't have to see a psychiatrist to see a therapist. You can still see a therapist. And even if you don't do any of those things, start gardening. Start planning things. Go outside barefoot. Put your feet into the dirt. It's called grounding. If you look it up, it's an ancient um, practice. And there are just so many things that you can do. Music. Listen to your favorite song. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about kill, 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 murder, murder, murder. I like that music. Dude, I'm sorry. I was a retirement. But I'm talking about inspiration. You may just want to listen to something that's instrumental, that fills your body and your soul. Whatever you need to do. And meditation
1: and yoga. I'm sorry, meditation and yoga, Tiffany. Let's not forget about And meditation. And speaking
0: of, they do have free yoga. If you're in the Metro Detroit area, they have free yoga right at the Eastern Market Shelter. So don't think that these things are out of your research. Just go on Google and type free yoga, free mental health services, and something will come up. Trust me, every community has it. But we're out of here. It's Detroit is different. Make sure you head over to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. Retired Hood Rap Podcast in the search link. Click, subscribe, follow, whatever it says. Just click it. Follow us. Go to our YouTube Comedian T-Barb. And uh, guess what? We are out. We'll see you next Monday live on YouTube and next Thursday or every Thursday on all platforms. I'm out.
1: Okay. Bye, Tiffany. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.